Hello everyone, we are here in Stockholm on the island of Kungsholmen. Uh, tonight is the Nobel festivities, but I'm here with my friends. We have three professors. It's uh, <laughs> Bella Rivne, Ronald Jones, and my name is David Newman. And we have three serious questions that we want to discuss today. Before we, we start with the, this three serious questions, is there anything you want to kind of uh, introduce us, what have happened since we met the last time? Mm. Bella, you... Uh... Mm. Since the last time, I can't remember anything. I've been thinking a lot about why the word community, community comes up a lot in the art mm. discussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the only thing I remember. Yeah, we will even uh, oh. uh, uh, okay. embrace it even today. Great. <laughs> the art community. Mm. And and Ron, you you've been uh, away. Well, I was yeah, I was in Delhi, but they get newspapers there. And <laughs> and um I I was actually following the Basel Miami Art Fair pretty closely because it's it from reports I got from the press, not very good because that's actually we are <laughs> diving into one of the first topics. Okay. Is a celebrity invasion turning out Basel, Miami Beach into Sundance? And I added mm. on this question, what kind of impact does it have on the art world? And is it a good thing, all these art fairs? Bella, have you ever attended it? I never attended it, only in the, on, in the media. Yeah. I mean, I and, but Ron, you've been there a number of times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so have I. Yeah. The way I like to frame art fairs, uh, and I didn't say this, some, someone else did, but taking an artist to an art fair is like giving a cow a tour of the slaughterhouse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, things go on at art fairs that probably, it's yeah. like you don't want to see the yeah. sausage you made. You don't want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a kind of a, a constructed controversy between a friend of yours, Jerry Saltz, mm-hmm. and uh, who is this Adam Lindemann? He's he's a, he, well he's a collector and a writer for the Guardian. Those are in opposite corners, and then a third party is is uh, Charles Sachi, uh, that yeah. has kind of attacked this uh, this whole thing, and and Sachi called it vulgar, euro trashy, and masturbatory, mm. and. Uh, You want to you want to start with the masturbatory? <laughs> yeah. He called the fair. He called the fair that. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, not only the fair, but the whole kind of what's going on in the art world now. And also, don't forget the Rubels are pissed off um, because it's their art fair mm. in, in in a certain way, and mm. and they really control Miami. Um, and I thought I think also when when it started ten years ago, nobody had very much hope for it uh, growing and. Expanding and it has. We have to hand that to them, and also New Yorkers like to go uh, to Miami mm. when it starts to get cold. So mm. it had an, an added value. And then you also, of course, have the the influx from Latin America. It's Miami yeah. is very close. To, yeah, I was going to say it's a South. good it's a good connector in yeah, this absolutely. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. yep. But this year, it seemed to have been extraordinary when it comes to the kind of uh, star uh, quality. We are talking about artists like P. Diddy and mm. and 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 a lot of artists, Val Kilmer, you know, Brad Pitt, yep. all of them, and they are kind of walking up and down the aisles, yep. and followed by fifty uh, uh, paparazzis, and 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 kind of turning the whole event into something which is. Uh, Even more, even more glitzy than it used to yeah. be. Yeah. And then in the other corner we have someone like uh, Charles Sachi that says most of these people hate to look at art, and it's just about 
it's just about the, the, the marketing of photo op. Yeah, and yeah. the marketing of the art of 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 the art market. Yeah, it's mm. a scene, and it's mm. a scene in Miami, which is mm. was at least from a New York perspective was very cool for a while. I think people have lost interest in it, um, and also remember it's good for somebody like Brad Pitt to be there because he's now a designer. He yeah. designs exactly. his own furniture and stuff like that. So you and I remember earlier in the art world, you, we got uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or. Um, Philip Seymour, who came in and out of the art world before they had a career, really. Mm. And there was a genuine interest and relationship yeah. there. Um, and, and so I'm not getting down on that. I think that those, uh, Julie Moore, another example, uh, uh, many of whom now work with Gregory Crutzen because there is that, uh, I would say, genuine relationship. But this, the, the, <clears throat> what, I, what I could see from afar in Basel, it was about show business, um, mm. start to finish. Spectacles are spectacles, and sometimes they, sometimes they're interesting, and sometimes they're not. And sometimes when they want to be interesting, they become kind of not interesting. So maybe this is like trying too hard, like, like you say, trying to create an event. This is like the feeling that you, oh, a little bit like this. It's not like the Tupac Shakur hologram exactly. Yeah. Okay. But there's also that something actually that goes on with the with the with the galleries that also have to go to these art fairs. Like we talk about the artists that have to produce so much work, but the galleries also have to attend all this and and what happens with their local kind of scene work. No, no, I no, find no. this interesting too. Yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah. and, and, yeah. and that's that's highly confusing yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. to be to participate in an mm. art fair, mm. you have to have a public mm. gallery. Mm. But if you are successful in the art yeah. fairs, it means that you are at yeah. art fairs Fifty yeah. percent yeah. of the time, yeah. which means yeah. what you are saying, yeah. Bella, that the whole identity of yeah. your of your Something local, else. yeah, yeah. goes out we, the yeah. window. I, I, can I make one other point that yeah. I think might be of interest? But cut me off if it's not. Is <laughs> is, is um, we're talking about very powerful, uh, top heavy in, in institutions as galleries and and artists in that sense. But I'm also uh, very conscious of how difficult it is for a young gallery, even a young yeah. good gallery. Yeah. A young good gallery in Stockholm, it's immensely difficult to actually get your foot in the door. It's very costly, and then um, you're, they try you out, and yeah. and um, it it often doesn't have so much to do with the art, but with the reputation yeah. of the gallery in that yeah. sense. And, and 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 to shuffle and to have the rec- the correct mixture. I yeah. mean, it's like the picker outside the nightclub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It is, exactly it is right. the same thing. That's, yeah. that's and, a perfect example. Yeah, and we all know, of course, that, that to have a success at an art fair, it has to do with longevity, yeah. which means that if you are only there for one year or two years, it's really not mm. a yeah. good idea because as, as, a, as a collector, you want to see the gallery being in business mm. and you want to build it up over time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I agree with you. It's it's mm. it's a extremely difficult and 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 costly, as Bella mm. said, and everything mm. like that. And some of the younger galleries I know, and, and I'm not criticizing them for this, but it's it's sort of a, a kind of desperation, a sense of desperation, that they know what it costs to rent the space, and then they know how much art they have to sell a day mm. to break exactly. even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a business. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's business a business model. Yeah. And, and it's a kind of long term, like all all kinds of businesses. Yeah. It's kind of long term, yeah. and you have to think about how. How long can you be in the startup phase? Yeah, exactly. I think this is, of course, topics that we will uh, get back to. I mean, we have have even art fairs, of course, here in in Stockholm on a yearly basis. And I don't know the figures of art fairs, but they are in the dozens around the world, combined with with the more, uh, uh, how should I say, uh, 
other kind of art events like the biennales and things mm-hmm. like that and so if you are a, if you are a consumer of all of this uh, it's probably good to have a private jet <laughs> because, because you can you have to be in air all the time like That's Rihanna's right. jet I mean the around. circuit the circuit is incredible uh, uh, mm-hmm. if you talk to collectors who are really dedicated to mm-hmm. moving around the world mm-hmm. on this stuff and now mm-hmm. with China opening up yeah, yeah. and India and Africa's next is amazing mm-hmm. I'm going straight into question number two which has to do with um, the kind of new ideas and new projects for Uh, museums in Asia. Today in Dagens Nyheter we had uh, this uh, uh, wonderful long uh, article about Lars Nitve that was the former director of Moderna Museet and he is now uh, one of the directors to to create this M plus uh, which is this massive uh, culture center in Hong Kong. Uh, at the same time um, there was some uh, article in a magazine called Art Asia Pacific, uh, which talked about the kind of tension between the local community, now we yeah, call it in Berlin. Getting, now we're getting this community. Yeah, yeah. Community. The new uh, commons. Yeah, and, and it's a kind of a, a, a amusing uh, article um, because it says that uh, in the beginning everyone was kind of polite. Uh, there is the, the local artist community in Hong Kong that is Uh, highly questioning uh, the fact that uh, M plus has had the uh, opportunity now to be the curatorial body for uh, Hong Kong's participation in the upcoming Venice Biennale. Mm-hmm. And this has never happened before. It seems like M plus also uh, made the budget twice as it has been before. There is uh, a lot of shouting, a lot of clapping, and uh, our dear friend Lars was also attacked in Cantonese, and they were screaming at him uh, because there were also, also is- raised issues uh, whether um, it's correct to have a, a non-Asian, a non-Chinese pe- person in charge mm. of this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my thoughts uh, about this, or your thoughts about this, uh, the, the, the fact uh, that everyone wants to create a new MoMA or a new uh, Buburg mm. and, and, and this whole uh, uh, kind of ambition to go global. Act uh, local, think global. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this, the other way around. Become so massive and somehow like some kind of mimicry, but on a very blown up proportion. It's, uh, I, I can't even harbor it. <laughs> I can't even yeah. grasp it. It's too, it's too big. And it, I, I don't, I don't know. It just, I, I can understand the artists that are trying to build something else when it becomes like this is a something that's already happened in the West, and then it will happen in China, but much bigger. It's, yeah. a, I think, it's a difficult position. Well, I, I have been to Hong Kong now, maybe five or six times last year for having nothing to do with the art world, but other projects we're doing there. And I was, I want to say that I was terribly disappointed that Hong Kong. With all of the resources, all the talent, all the insightfulness that they have there, decided just to adopt the Basel Miami Art Fair mm. model. Mm. Um, th- that's for starters. That for me was not a good sign. They they, <clears throat> they just Basel acquired the Hong Kong Art yeah, Fair. Yeah, but I mean, after they saw how it did, and it did mm-hmm. very well, 
mm-hmm. financially, then Basel acquired. And it's just going to be, you know, stamped out again. Where they had an opportunity to do something, I think, dramatically different yeah, where art fairs exactly. are, are concerned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you can't have it both ways um, in that in that sense. And, and the Hong Kong community, as far as I could tell, was pretty happy with... Basil coming in and and the very the great success that that was their art fair. That said, <clears throat> I, I, you know if you look at Lars's history of implosion and variety of other groundbreaking exhibitions he did, um, I think you know he's perfect guy for the job. I mean that's his career is built on those sorts of um, uh, breakthrough exhibitions. At the same time, and let's leave Lars out of this mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. any anybody who's going to build a massive new museum. Then and I've had conversations with curators and museum directors about this, whether it's going to be centered in Eastern art or Western art or some sort of balance. Uh, I don't care how much money you have, you have to agree that Jackson Pollock is a pretty key figure. And as soon as you start buying Pollocks, your budget goes away very very quickly, or you start building these buildings. So I think it's a um, another opportunity in Hong Kong. Not to build a historical museum, even with the high points from modernism, whether that's Eastern or, or Western, but to start from scratch. Yeah, exactly. Even. Into the future. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so too. We Both want to see something new. This yeah. is the ex- experience of the world. I don't want to see the same. Yeah, We yeah. want new, something and, else. And I've, Another I've, take on history. I spent a, a lot of time, because I, I write for Art Forum mm-hmm. uh, from Hong Kong, and so I've spent a lot of time looking at the galleries, and the galleries every now and again have some something that surprises me. But by and large, there's a strong desire to import Western artists who are Chinese um, uh, so that there is... What, what do you mean by that? Well, no, mean, who left China, oh, their I families see. left like, China. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're Chinese Americans or Chinese yeah. Canadians. Mm. You know. So there is, this, there is this real hunger for uh, Western art that I compare to the hunger for uh, American pop in Europe mm. following the Second World War. <laughs> the legitimate enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're not aware of history, you're bound to repeat yourself. And that's what I'm mm. concerned about there, because there's a huge opportunity. But can't you, can't you uh, I mean, it's, it's contradictory. I mean, with all these massive uh, planning and, and uh, short lifts of, of the most famous architects in the world, yeah. uh, It, it just has to be something which kind of cements the the idea of what is really important mm. culture. But maybe the spectacle, because there is one good thing with the spectacle buildings. They can draw attention, which means that the art doesn't have to be so sensational in one way. You could say that it becomes like a brand that will attract like people. Like the Bilbao. Attract, uh, yeah, like the Bilbao or like uh, or Tate. The yeah, or, Tate, or the Guggenheim. Yeah, or the Guggenheim. Yeah. Tate is a, yeah, also like this it's kind of spectacle that could harbor these experimental things inside it, I think. Yeah. There is an opportunity for that. Um, third question. Swedish artist uses ashes stolen from Nazi concentration camp to paint picture. Some people are not okay with that. Yeah, yeah I read uh, about this. And it's been in the... In the national papers and uh, it's been in international papers and um, what do you think? I saw a children's program this morning with the child that I was uh, babysitting and uh, in this program there was an urn that was by mistake um, overturned and the ashes were used as a kind of filler for mending something and then I was thinking about this um, housewolf uh, thing 
I mean, it's it's just about this sensationalism again, but maybe it wasn't the artist's intention. It's just digging for this. The media is like craving this kind of cake spectacle and this new spectacle. I can't really say that I. I don't. I don't believe it. You know, mm. I don't. I, this is storytelling, kind of. I don't care. So there's a chance that he, they really didn't use ashes to. I think uh, we have someone that we would like to talk with, which is on on telephone. Mm? Hello. 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 Uh, uh, hi, Mikke. This is David. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm. I'm. <laughs> under the circumstances, I'm quite all right. Yes. Sure. Very good. I, uh, you told me, but because I spoke with you uh, like only ten, fifteen minutes ago, you said I haven't said anything to media. This is just uh, uh, I've, I've, I've closed lips, so to say. So what people are are uh, reading about or, or or having their own opinion, it comes from construction, from press, and also from the gallery media. Do you want to you want to enlighten us? I mean, the the whole press thing is more or less like a viral construction, right? Because somebody reads something and copy that text into the next newspaper and then copy that text and maybe add something to the next and so on. But basically, uh, I've told them um, uh, the story. Well, very, very, very briefly what I did in Poland in 1989. It's, it's Ron. Uh, it's Ron. What, what, did, what was the story? Yeah, what's the story? Well, the story was that I was invited to Kazimierz Dolny, which is a small town in uh, in central Poland, uh, to do like a, well to participate in an art meeting together with other uh, Swedish artists and Polish artists and whatever it was. And uh, when we arrived there, we stayed in this town of, of uh, Kazimierz Dolny, and uh, with me and a colleague of mine, uh, we uh, we usually we didn't really bring any any artworks there. We thought we'd better gather the artworks around there. Let's check out the place. Let's check out Poland and see what's going on, and and then build uh, an exhibition around that kind of concept of Poland. And of course, it was in 1989, so it was still uh, under a communist mm. regime, and yeah. it was all these kind of things. Then we were traveling around, and then we came to Lublin. And then we came to Maidanek concentration camp. And we said, let's go in there, you know. And uh, we went in there. It was like, you know, as I remember, it's like a small, you know, a little lady in a in a little cabin uh, sitting there taking a few slotties. And then in we went to see, because it was a concentration camp, that it was not destroyed by the Germans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was quite intact when the Russians... Um, Uh, came in there to 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 liberate the prisoners, uh, but still it was when we was we were walking around there quite freely uh, in the in the barracks and in the gas kind of shower rooms and it was quite uh, I mean you 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 know how it is I mean it's, it was yeah. a total total horrendous. Uh, experience dark tourism yeah. and then yeah. and then on the way out uh, the, the last house that i remember was the cremation uh, house with the ovens so i just walked in there and in these um, ovens there were still uh, ashes or debris laying around so i emptied a matchbox and uh, and took some of that uh, of that ash or debris or whatever it was mm-hmm. because i thought Wow, how can somebody just leave this like this? I mean, doesn't anybody care around here? Or it was quite, 
it was quite shocking actually to to experience that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well. So and then I took that and I thought, well, maybe I could use that in the exhibition here in Poland. But then it, I couldn't really find a way for it. It was it was just too much, and it it wasn't really what I wanted. But then, um, but then, and, you... then and then and then this box just followed me to Sweden, and and, and then I, a couple of years later I found it, and I I I I. I, I Poured uh, the the uh, the contents into a more like a glass jar, and it was like uh, you know staying around in my studio together with all my other kind of collected um, you know items like you know water from the Ganges and I mean all, all kinds of you know, more like more or less magical mm. uh, uh, magical matter. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. And then um, you know two years ago. I was looking at this and then I was sort of, I, had, I just had this feeling, I need to do something with this, you know. I can't just, you know, stay around here. And I, I so I decided to to do uh, a series of, well, I mean, I, I don't do aquarelles and I don't do paintings and stuff like this, but uh, I, I got myself some aquarelle pa- a, a paper and, and, and started to do some just, I didn't really want to draw anything or do anything or, I just wanted to sort of paste this place, this material uh, on this paper. And um, and then when I had done that, this kind of, uh, it became a very emotional situation because this, this, it, there was these people that was sort of coming through in, in the, in the paintings. There was this kind of energy, this kind of, you know, uh, what you call in Swedish gestalt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was but the, but they, know, they telling just, me something. Right. You know? you, that was like uh, imagery that you that you just felt or saw when when after yeah, you had when completed I, them. Yeah, when I made it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, that, so I saw so, this, and then I, I I I was looking at this, and I was quite you know emotional about it, and, and quite you know it was it filled me with sad sadness and sorrow. And I called for my wife, and and, and I asked her to look at these uh, um, uh, items, and then and she started to cry uh, because she also saw this and felt this uh, immensely. And then from that, uh, I was, uh, you know, when I was going to have a show here in in Stockholm uh, with my gallerist here, I I, um, I consulted him, and then we 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 made really beautiful frames for these ones and. And so on and so on. So you thought that the the desecrated remains were better off on a painting than left in the crematorium? Oh, you mean in 1989? Yeah. It's difficult to say. I mean, uh, I'm I'm in in the international press now. I they they look upon me as some kind of thief, you know, and as some kind of a mm. criminal, and also the museum in Maidanek. Has also expressed uh, uh, that they're outraged about me and that I, I'm, I have stolen something. But when when I was there, it was not so much about sneaking in and stealing something or doing something uh, like a criminal act. It was more the the fact that these uh, remnants or whatever it was in the in, in the ovens were actually there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, that triggered me because mm-hmm. I think. I was a bit outraged by the fact that it was still there. Mm-hmm. And that no I, one cared. 
Be- because I mean, uh, I might be sort of an atheist in 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 my kind of you know because I'm not dogmatic in my beliefs, but I I believe strongly in in spirits and uh, you know energies and things you know uh, around me. I mean, I, I I believe in I believe in the power of 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 uh, of, of of matter. Mm-hmm. And when it was lying around there, like some kind of, you know, garbage or something, uh, somebody forgot about it. It, it was, it triggered me to, to, to take something. Yeah. Did, did you mention it yeah. to the museum at the time? No. Yeah. I mean, there was basically nobody there to, to talk to because, yeah. I mean, it was a kind of a, you know, a, a more, more or less like an empty place. You know, I mean, I don't even think we, actually, I don't even remember that there was some kind of museum there were no guards there, nothing like this, you know, and uh, around. There was a fence. I mean, the the barbed wire fence around the whole uh, place, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Really. It would be interesting to know if the mu- museum or whatever organization was in charge of that has taken care of the rest of the remains. I mean, I I I would expect that. I mean, I haven't been there since that time, and and I, I mean, since there are new times and there's a new, I mean, this kind of communist era is over there, and I guess that also the Jewish community has been more uh, taking care of things, uh, and maybe that's why the museum is so so pissed off right now because maybe they have a stricter control mm-hmm. of visitors now than they had in 1989. Mm. You know. For sure. Yeah, and then they probably yeah. like assume mm. that he brought the mm. Yeah. Mikke, thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, we we yeah. really appreciate it. Thanks. So. <laughs> Take care. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. See ya. So before we we end, uh, any comments? I mean, this is is it upsetting? Can people get really upset about it, which they have already been, of course. Yeah. Setting setting him aside for a second because I haven't seen the work and I and what I know is. He gave us a fairly detailed account, but I'd like to see the work and look at it. But um, uh, for an exhibition that I had at the Sonnabend Gallery, mm-hmm. I took uh, photographs of children who had been uh, murdered by the Nazis, but whose identity we didn't know. We didn't know their names. And I gave those photographs to a forensic sculptor um, who works for the FBI and, and asked him to make portraits of what they would mm-hmm. look like had they survived mm-hmm. today. Um the Jewish community, or parts of the Jewish community, was very upset. It was it was almost like a desecration, mm. um, uh, but it made it very real um, because yeah. you have these adult yeah. uh, portraits, um, and in that sense, I thought it was very sobering and 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 also very effective. On the other side, nobody slapped their forehead and said, "Oh, right, genocide is." Is bad. I mean, it, it, we didn't change uh, so many minds with that. It just became very sobering and very somber. Um, and and maybe that's what this is yeah. about too. I think about this <clears throat> that goes from all these genocides can come with a lot of figures, a lot of how many people, uh, how many years, how many people, all these kind of figures that are very non-personal. And I think that this point after Mickey's um, story, I think that this. When it becomes like very real, it's about real people in real lives that are this mm-hmm. is happening to, and I feel that this was very touching. Yeah, I have yep. to say, and also this, I find it also touching to talk about matter in a way that's almost forbidden in the art world. Yeah, that's to say true. that it matters. Matter I, matters. Well, the last person to talk like that really was Joseph Boyce, and, yeah, and deeply exactly. believed. Him. Yeah, mm. I feel it was very interesting to talk with Mickey, and I, I understand. Uh, part of his shock had very much to do with the fact that 
it was there and haven't they taken care of it? Yeah. At the mm. same time, I can also understand that some people in the Jewish community, but that's from a more uh, more strict uh, kind of uh, Jewish tradition where, where any part of your body yes. is so, mm. so important. Mm. So uh, if you, if, if you you have to collect everything yeah. for 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 uh, for for the cemetery or for the burial yeah. ground yeah. well it, this ended on a kind of a mm. very serious mm. note but i think that's good yeah, i good feel thing. it's good to be serious yeah. i yeah. feel very and also that uh, it's important and we, and we is important <laughs> and we skirted around the subject of censorship which we have talked about uh, a good bit and i think that that's uh, another important topic along mm. with the stark yeah. tourism absolutely uh, Thank you both of you and and uh, we will see each other uh, early 2013. Yeah, next yeah. year.